Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And man, oh man, oh man, what a game against the Chicago Bears. Now, before I get into the do deep into this recap, I do owe everybody an explanation as to why I did not actually preview the game against Chicago. Well, the truth is, uh, fortunately, actually, earlier this week, I got extremely sick. I was, you know, pretty ill, and you know, and I was like basically in no uh, in no condition to even get up and you know and have the energy to even do the the preview. And not only that, but I kind of had another a little bit of a mental uh, a little bit of a mental breakdown from all the. All the stress from all the hard work and the lack of, you know, revenue to be able to pay my bills. So, you know, it's just, you know, I'm 29 years old. I'm about to turn 30 and I feel like I'm at a part of my life where I should be where I have a comfortable living. But, you know, it's life is tough. Y'all. I mean, that's why, you know, I, I, I can never express, you know, my gratitude and how thankful I am for everybody that's been there for me, that's supported me and helping my life get better. So... Uh, you know, y- y'all know who you are. For those of you that have been listening, that have actually been sharing out my show, listening, you know, I-, I can't tell you how much I really appreciate it. And, you know, God bless y'all. So, but, you know, here I am recapping the gaming in Chicago. And honestly, I refuse to. I refuse to deny any credit whatsoever to the Chicago running game. Now, granted, as Mr. Josh McSwain, the fiercely opinioned Mr. Josh McSwain, who, by the way, God bless him, one of my closest friends, most loyal supporters, shared out my show. He's done everything humanly possible for me. You know, he also, along with uh, Mr. AJ Torres, they have a an absolute fabulous show, and I would strongly recommend that you guys check it out. You know, you know, Josh McSwain, you know, kindly reminded me about, you know, just how good, you know, the uh, Chicago Bears running game is. And for those of you w- uh, wondering, uh, my boy, uh, Mr. Josh McSwain and AJ Torres, they run the Guys Gavin Gridiron show. It's on Spotify. I strongly, strongly recommend that you check it out. If you love Cowboys Talk, without a doubt, you will absolutely adore the Guys Gavin Gridiron podcast. Shout out to you, Mr. Josh McSwain. Shout out to AJ Torres. God bless you two for all that you do. Can't tell you how much how much I appreciate y'all. So anyway, so Mr. McSwain and I were kind of texting each other throughout the game. Not surprisingly, and I'm pretty sure Mr. McSwain kind of sensed it, but I was obviously a bit pretty frustrated by how this game was going, especially for the fact that the Chicago running game, which again is the best in the league, was absolutely destroying the Cowboys rushing defense, which came into this game ranked number 20th in the league. So... You know, see, earlier, even during the week, even though I didn't preview the game, you know, it, I, I was asked my honest opinion. You know, even Mr. Um, Mr. John Misak also, you know, God bless him as well, you know, very loyal as well. And, you know, Mr. John Misak wanted my honest opinion, and, and I said to him, well, Chicago can certainly do damage because of because of their high-powered offensive running game. And then, you know, he kind of reminds me, well, look what they did against, what look what they did to, to the Patriots. And I said, well... I mean, it was not only that, but Chicago's defense actually did a pretty damn good job. So, you know, against the Patriots, how the Bears' running game amassed nearly 250 yards and they managed to do it again against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I'm telling you, this Chicago running game, it deserves its respect. I mean, Justin Fields himself really just... You know, honestly, the fact that here I am, 
you know, giving him credit and people are probably laughing at me because, you know, Justin Fields actually believe it, you know, whether you like it or not, Justin Fields played tremendously well. I mean, six, you know, eight carries for 60 yards, you know, even scored a touchdown and the way he scored his rushing touchdown, it was basically the exact same way he did it against the New England Patriots. You know, Khalil Herbert, who had 16 carries for 99 yards, I mean, that's an average of 6.2 yards per carry. You know, that running game, I mean, David Montgomery, too, you know, respectable game, you know, about, you know, average about three and a half yards per carry, so we, we rounded up to four. You know, that Chicago offense just, they were for real. I mean, Justin Fields, uh, you know, I, I'm telling you, Justin Fields, 17 for 23 for 151 yards and two touchdowns. Quite frankly, Justin Fields, in my honest opinion, he should have had he should have had more than 200 yards because a couple of deep throws that he made that he one of them he did he did under throw, but but the other two, the wide receivers just could not catch the ball. I kind of feel like Justin Fields, especially in the throwing game or the passing game rather, Justin Fields did a whole lot better than it looks. I mean, I'm telling you, Justin Fields came to ATT Stadium in Arlington, Texas, and that dude put on a show. You know, okay. So the Dallas Cowboys, they got the win. But make no mistake about it, the Dallas Cowboys, one way or the other, they got their butts kicked, okay? They got their butts kicked. There's no denying it, okay? Because once again, much like the game against the New England Patriots, on the running game, the Chicago Bears amassed nearly 250 yards on the ground. And that Cowboys rushing defense was just absolutely, like, battered and bruised at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the day, I, I, I can honestly say, and, and this is no exaggeration whatsoever. I mean, this is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Had the Chicago Bears defense been able to actually make some very, very good stops, I am pretty sure that the Chicago Bears would have won the game. The Chicago Bears had no support from the defense, minus the time where Dak Prescott threw that costly interception. Okay. Aside from that, okay, but the the, the Bears' defense just, they, they struggled. I mean, this is actually pretty interesting. The Dallas Cowboys punted the ball only twice. Only twice. And seeing the Dallas Cowboys score four touchdowns on their four opening, uh, on the four first possessions of the game, I mean, that was the first time they had done so since 2014 when the Cowboys obliterated the Indianapolis Colts, a game I remember very well. So the Cowboys scoring four touchdowns on the four opening possessions. I mean, that's incredible. So based on how the offense went, so now I, I, I'm pretty sure that Mr. Josh McSwain, you know, he, he didn't ask me this. You know, somehow I feel like maybe he had the urge to do it. Maybe he just didn't do it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. So Josh, once, once you listen to this, and since I know you will, you, might, you can probably put in the comments on YouTube. But I'm Josh, I'm pretty sure... You wanted to know my thoughts on Kellen Moore calling the plays because everybody knows. I mean, I've made this crystal clear on this show that Kellen, that Kellen Moore's play calling has been repulsive, atrocious, repugnant, disgraceful, however I can phrase it, okay? The bottom line is I have not been a fan of Kellen Moore since day one and the play calling this year with the Cowboys offense being actually being one of the worst in the league, believe it or not. Okay, but some people say because Dak Prescott missed a lot of time. So everybody wants to know my honest thoughts about the about the about the offensive play calling. Well, 
Well, first things first, Ezekiel Elliott didn't, was out, okay? And then Tony Pollard gets the start, and Tony Pollard carries the ball 14 times for 131 yards, an average of 9.4 yards per carry, and he scores a hat-trick of touchdowns. Three touchdowns, including that brilliant, and I do mean oh-so-brilliant 54-yard touchdown run, which made the Cowboys, which got the Cowboys up to 49 points in total. Well, the fact that the running game was actually pretty freaking effective... Because, you know, I said to myself, look, the Chicago rushing defense is actually pretty awful, too. But I said to myself this, and this is something I, I spoke actually with Mr. John Misak. Detroit came in with the worst rushing, with, was, was, excuse me, God, I just can't speak, with the worst rushing defense, okay? And then even at times, the Cowboys had difficulty running the ball. So now here we are with, with Chicago coming in with another bad running defense, but somehow this time... The running game seems to be effective right from the get-go, and it kept happening. So I don't know what happened, but somehow Kellen Moore actually called it, call it Kellen Moore, the offense actually looked pretty good. Now, there was a couple of mistakes every now and then, but, you know, an offense is not going to be so, is, is not going to be perfect at any time, but, but the offense sputtering, you know, that, that particular interception thrown by Dak Prescott, I mean, oh, oh yeah, 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 I mean... I don't know. I mean, some say, you know, it's on Dak or it's on CeeDee Lamb or whatever. I mean, the bottom line is, I, I think overall, I'm not just going to point the fingers at Dak or CD or Kellen Moore in that particular play. I'm just going to say that overall, it was a miscommunication, you know, poor, you know not uh, improperly executed and, you know, stuff like that that happens. You know, as my friend uh, Ricky Linkwich, a.k.a. the Master of Mayhem, you know, he, sometimes it is, he's going to say, well, Shit happens. So, so that's what happened, and Dallas was able to recover. Um, although, what was extremely fearful about that whole particular situation was that the Cowboys had a twenty-eight to seven lead, and then all of a sudden the Bears are driving again. Then you know a couple, you know a penalty, you know a, a roughing the passer penalty erased a Trayvon Diggs interception, and then the Bears immediately went on to score after that. So, it, that was bad. And then after that, Dak Prescott throws the interception. So, you know, immediately what went from a 20, uh, 28-7 lead, you know, went out to be 28-17 going into halftime. And, you know, with, with the, the fact that the Bears got the ball the ball to start the second half and the Bears, you know, at first the Bears, you know, somehow miraculously the Cowboys actually stopped them. Although the Cowboys offense, uh, that, that, that was one time where they had to punt, and then the Bears score again, and that, what was 28-7 is now 28-23, and, and the interesting part is it, it was in a span of about six minutes. So from in, in about six minutes, the score went from 28-7 Dallas to Chicago only trailing 28-23. I mean, what the heck is going on here? Uh, believe it or not, folks, I was somehow I had the feeling that somehow I'm like, man, Chicago is actually going to, Chicago has a huge chance now. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Now, this is making me think of a couple of, of a couple of good people that I know. They're all Bears fans, you know. One of them being, you know, Coach Bruce, who I work with with Third Down Thursdays. Shout out to Bruce. Shout out to MJ. Shout out to all my uh, colleagues at Third Down Thursdays. It's such a blessing to be working with them. And, of course, you know, Mr. David LaFon, who's been on my pro wrestling podcast several times. David LaFon's been with me since the beginning. Just another loyal supporter that's been rooting for me, that's been helping me, you know, grow my shows, you know, get my views and everything. You know, lifelong Bears fan. And, of course, uh, Mr. Eric Markin, who's also a fellow pro wrestling fan, you know, was in my very first journalism class. You know, he, too, has been rooting for me as well. So, Couple, of, you know, so three very important people to me th that are Chicago Bears fans. You know, I, I mean, I did have him in my, on my mind, obviously, and 
you know, the fact that if, if the Cowboys came back and, uh, if the, I should say, if rather, if the Bears came back and won this game, I mean, you know, the, the reaction out of, out of those guys, I mean, oh, man, oh, man. But, but you know, so it's 28-23, to 23 and, then, and then the offense immediately responds, and then the Cowboys have a 35-23 to 23 lead. And I'm, like, thinking, well, look at that. So, the so I mean, See, this is where I have to. This is where I kind of have to uh, give uh, Kellen Moore his credit. I mean, the, like that. So the Cowboys are under so much pressure, but then the Cowboys are able to respond because, you know, more often than not in this situation, the offense sputters, but it didn't. So, so this is one of these games where I really got to give Kellen Moore his credit. I mean, I'm like, all right, well, he he, he got this one correctly. I, I mean, hopefully, Kellen Moore can keep it up. I mean, as critical of, as I am of Kellen Moore, and again, I never trusted him. Look. If he can convince me otherwise, if, if he can actually turn me into a believer, then I'll give him full credit for it. But so far, he's not been able to do it. Now, he he's dev now this game against the Bears, granted, yeah, it, it happened, but, you know, like that. But let's not forget, the Bears' running defense is not so good and like, 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 like that. But still, you know, the, still, you know, the Cowboys' offense could have sputtered too many times and it didn't. So, so Kellamore actually, I don't, I don't know what the hell Kellamore did, but, uh, Things actually started going quite well in this game. So anyway, so the Cowboys are up 35-23. I'm like, well, defense needs defense needs to find a way to make another stop, and then the Cowboys oh, then the Cowboys need to need to score again. And you know, it was in that particular drive where the probably one of the one of the I don't in that particular play. Now everybody, it, it, for those of you listening, now you know the part where I'm talking about when Micah Parsons did that freaking play. Now let me get to it. So the Bears seem to be driving again, but then you know, I believe you know Justin Fields got sacked, which kind of pushed the Bears back. You know, I think around third and seventeen. I think it also started with a penalty as well. I'm not entirely sure, but you know, it was like I was on third and seventeen. You know, J Justin uh, Fields. I mean, I'm telling you, Justin Fields. You know, go back into him. Justin Fields was incredibly fearless. I mean, this dude was at, at times. I'm telling you. At times, Justin Fields single-handedly, and I do mean single-handedly, humiliated. And I mean humiliated that Cowboys defensive line and that pass rush. See, this is why, you know, this is why I'm getting, I, I got laughed at today. Because I wanted, I gave Justin Fields a tremendous amount of credit. Now, granted, maybe I gave him too much credit, but hey. I refuse to not give him credit for the fact that, again, single-handedly several times, he embarrassed that Cowboys rush defense. <laughs> I mean, embarrassed that defensive line. I mean, Justin Fields, you know, did some incredible things. So, I'm going to give him that credit. But anyway, so Justin Fields in that particular play, the 3rd and 17, he, you know, scrambles around, you know, runs away from the pressure. And then throws a ball uh, to, I, I believe it was Montgomery. I believe I, I, um, either uh, Montgomery or uh, or Herbert. I'm not entirely sure, but so anyway, <clears throat> so it kind of seems like so it kind of looked as though that particular player was gonna like you know get the first down, and I was like you know get frustrated, especially after you know uh, a tackle was missed, and then you know, all of a sudden you know Leighton Vanderesh you know gets to him, and then for and then fumbles the ball, and then Micah Parsons you know gets on top of it, but then that wide that Bears receiver Fields literally. Jumps right over Micah Parsons. Just jumps right over him. Micah Parsons gets up and then starts running towards the end zone. <laughs> you know, and as I was looking, I was like, whoa, 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 what the hell? What the hell's going on? But then we show the replay. Hold on a minute. He was never touched. See, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the the entire scenario, you know, from my particular perspective, okay? So as I was watching the game, you know, you know, miraculously, you know, right before that, my mom actually had to go take care of a couple of things in in her floral design uh, shop, and then she came uh, home, you know, to, to catch the rest of the game. Now she was watching that play, you know, the whole thing. Now she watches football with me, but sometimes she's got to keep her computer out or her phone out in case you know there's clients or people contacting her. Again, my mom, bless her heart, you know, has a a successful floral design business, and and if you're getting married soon or know anybody, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if you follow me on Twitter, if you have my email address, if you go on CowboysTalk.com, you can certainly contact me, but you can also contact me on Twitter. If you know somebody that's looking for a great, you know, looking for the best floral designer in Dallas-Fort Worth, the answer is my mom, okay? Now, I know it's a little bit biased, you know, I am the son, but I, but I promise you, my mom is the best floral designer that you can get. Trust me on that. So anyway, so that, in that particular game, so she saw it and was like, but he was down on the ground. And then after the whole thing, I said, well, he was never touched. That player jumped over him and never touched him. So if, if with Micah Parsons being down, now if he had been touched, he would have been ruled down by contact. But Micah Parsons gets back up. Now he got touched, but he was not taken down. So even though he, he got back up, he got touched and then broke free and then ran, that's legitimate. So I kind of had to basically... Spend the time and explain to her exactly how the, the particular situation went. But that fumble, man. On that particular play on, on where the Bears were this close from converting what really truly seemed to be a third and 17. And then Lane Vanderesh, I'm pretty sure, was the one who forced, that, who forced that fumble. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, I'm still getting... I mean, I don't even know. I'm probably going to get goosebumps from this particular play for probably the rest of the entire week, especially since the Cowboys are on bye week now. So it's probably going to be about two weeks where I get goosebumps on that particular play. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man. So, it, it, okay. Yeah, it was on a third... It was actually on a, on a third and 16. So on, on that particular... So on that particular play... Uh, on the, on the first and 10 at the Chicago 25, Justin Fields got sacked for a loss of 11 yards by Fowler. And then David Montgomery actually, you know, carried the ball for another 10 yards. So they didn't got, got the penalty yards back, which, you know, frustrated me because the Cowboys rushing defense have been so bad. But then the Bears get pushed back another five yards because of a false start. And, you know, and, and then, that, then that play happened, you know, that fumble. So, man. But still, I mean, seeing that Bears receiver just jump right, <laughs> right over Parsons, and Parsons just gets back up, and then you know breaks, and then you know a couple of Bears players try to tackle him. He just breaks free, runs into the end zone. <laughs> of course, people on Twitter reminding reminding me that Micah Parsons played the running back position in high school, and then the way that Micah Parsons you know ran and broke the tackles, you know, to return that fumble. Well, it's obvious to me that Micah Parsons still has that bit of running back left in him. So. <laughs> So, so it kind of seems like that when Michael Parsons, excuse me, when Micah Parsons returned that touchdown, he really had a nostalgic moment from his high school playing days, playing the running back position because the way he sprinted and make the broke those tackles, <laughs> oh that that deep that really that truly tells the story, doesn't it? But man, man oh man oh man, now I, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was exactly that fumble that that fumbled the ball, but you know the bottom line is, man, well. You know, now you know. So that fumble return just beyond incredible, and 
you know, the fact that the, the Cowboys you know, had finally forced a turnover, which really did, did some good. But, you know, all these particular talking points of the game, I mean, you know, it, it kind of seems to me that that fumble return, I mean, that really is what kind of saved the Cowboys. Because I really believe that if it, if it wasn't for that, the Bears would have just found another way to score. And then it probably would have been, you know, at that point, since it was 42-23 in that point, the Bears probably could have been, you know, down, you know, forty-two to twenty-nine or forty-two to thirty-one. You know, depending if they made the two-point conversion, because, you know, the Bears, you know, failed two-point conversion attempts in this game. But the fact that the Bears fifteen running first downs, while the Cowboys had nine running first downs, and the Cowboys, you know, you know, coughed up three first downs from penalties. You know, granting three, the Bears three, uh, you know, three first downs off of penalties. Man. But, you know, on the bright side, you know, bright side, too, for the Cowboys offense, the Cowboys, 9 for 11 on, on the third downs. I mean, that the Cowboys came at this game with one of the, in one of the worst teams in third down efficiencies. So let me rephrase that. The Cowboys offense came into this game as one of the worst in the league in third down efficiencies, and this one they went 9 for 11. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm telling you, I mean, this offense, you know, Kellen Moore somehow, you know, had, had it right. So you can only hope it, it continues, but... You know, a couple of interesting, more interesting facts that the Bears had 36 minutes of, of offensive ball possession while the Cowboys only had 24 minutes. I'm telling you, that, that Bears offense was kind of doing something similar to what the Eagles did. I mean, the, the Bears offense, you know, on, on the particular scoring drives, I mean, the Bears truly did drain the clock, especially when the Bears scored for the first time, you know, on, the, on that 12 play, 75 yards. The Bears, you know, drained, you know, over six and a half minutes off the clock. And then on another one, they drained six minutes off the clock as well. So, yeah, that, that bit. So it's, it's a good thing. I mean, the Bears. You know, when the Bears scored another touchdown, made it forty-two to twenty-nine. They had drained another, another about six and a half minutes off the clock. So, so a lot of plays. Yeah, the Bears' offense drained a lot of time off the clock. But you know, in the later part of the game, it ultimately was deemed useless. But, but really, but that Bears' offense was just. Man, oh man, oh man. I mean, I can't stop saying that enough because it's just so overwhelming. So, but the defense, you know, was able to, you know, get that one particular break with Micah Parsons. And that, that truly, that truly gave the Cowboys the momentum back because, you know, when the Cowboys, you know, when, when that lead went from 28 to 7 and then, you know, immediately was 28 17 going into halftime. The momentum had truly been shifted in Chicago's favor, considering the Bears got the ball back. So, uh, it, although you know, as I said, miraculously, like when the Bears got the ball back, you know, they only they only went three plays, seven yards, and punted the ball. But then Dallas didn't do anything with it. And then Dallas gave the Bears the ball back, and then Bears scored, and then and then that's when the offense. That, that's when the Cowboys once again responded on offense, and then had that fumble touchdown return. So. So it it kind of seemed like a wild ride, especially like it kind of started off wild in the first, like in the end of the first half, especially for the Bears, because the Bears all of a sudden they were resilient and everything they were like that. So you know, overall for for the Bears, you know, the Bears' performance, I would say that it was a valiant and and how do you say a, a, a valiant and resilient you know performance because the Bears did not quit. Now they got overwhelmed. Now the defense, honestly, tell. The defensive performance of, of the Bears tells a story, but really, the Bears' offense did not quit. But the, at the same time, the Bears' offense did not have the support of the Bears' defense, except for that time where the Bears, when uh, when I believe Eddie Jackson of, on the Bears' secondary intercepted a Dak Prescott pass. So, 
like that. So, so really, I mean, the Bears' offense, you know, had to kind of you know do a tremendous amount of work. So it's really all I have to say. But you know, but like, like that. But you know, so it's, it's a shame too. I mean, the, the Bears, you know, could not have you know the defensive, uh, could not really have any de any defensive support. So looking at, at stats, you know. CD Lamb, five catches for 77 yards and also had a brilliant touchdown. And Dalton Schultz, who I started on fantasy football, had six catches for 74 yards, and it's good to see that again. And Michael Gallup, you know, had a couple of catches, but there was one, you know, particular catch that he could not corral, you know, that kind of forced a three and out. So pretty uh pretty pretty tough on pretty tough with that, honestly. But you know, you know, Dak Prescott throwing two touchdowns, you know, again, you know, like that. And Dak Prescott's, you know, scored a rushing touchdown. And I'll never forget on the third and one how Dak Prescott at first got the first down, but then broke free and had, like, an additional, like, 20-plus yards. So, hey, that, that Cowboys offense, I mean, positively clicked. And I can honestly hope that it can continue. And, you know, going into the bye week, I mean, the Cowboys can rest up, heal the injuries, and prepare for a road trip to, a road trip to Green Bay to take on the Packers, who just lost to the Buffalo Bills today on the road. And, you know, the Cowboys always have an extremely, extremely difficult time, you know, against the Green Bay Packers, so, especially, you know, against Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, everybody's saying this is a different Cowboys team, different Cowboys defense, but still, you know, going against Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, we know how he is so far this season, but still, it's Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys, and Aaron Rodgers just doesn't lose to the Cowboys. Anyway. You know, but, a, but uh, you know, as, as, you know, as, as bad of a day that the defense had, you know, I'm looking at, you know, seven tackles for a loss and, you know, and sacking Justin Fields a total of four times. So, you know, there was definitely some some positivity out of it and like that. You know, I'll, I'll never forget there was one particular play where it looked like, I think, um, Chicago's um, Khalil Herbert, you know, fumbled the ball, but it but immediately regained possession of it and his knee was down. I was like, oh, God. I mean, this is this is either going to do the Cowboys a great favor, or, or this is really going to frustrate them. And the and the, you know, the, at first it was ruled a fumble, but then the the decision was reversed after it was reviewed. Of course, you know, in turnovers, it's immediately reviewed. There's no challenges. So, and after you know, after after seeing the review, I'm like, yeah, he he fumbled it at first, but he got, but he got the ball back. But then I was like, but there's always the possibility that there's, that there's not enough uh, not enough clear evidence to. Uh, to reverse the decision, but apparently the refs are like, "Yep, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep the bear. You know, we're gonna rule that the bears still have the ball." So, yeah, pretty frustrating. But I was like, "Well, it's, this is the cow. This is the Cowboys' fault. I mean, they put themselves in this position now. Unfortunately, you know, several times, you know, Micah Parsons, you know, gets held and the referee doesn't call in. And you know, of course, there was that there was that late, you know, that late roughing the passer." That wiped away a Trayvon Diggs interception. That really, that really gave the Bears a break because the Bears went on to score. And then, that, and again, you know, we all know how that went. So, it, it, it was a, it was a really tough day. It, it really was. I mean, not only, not only, you know, because you know when, when Diggs intercepted at the Dallas eleven and D Trayvon Diggs returned it for thirty four yards, you know. That roughing the passer not only gave the Bears, you know, it not only came back in favor of the Bears, but the Bears gained an, an additional uh, 15 yards on that penalty. And then on that very next play, Kill Harry of Chicago caught a 17-yard touchdown pass. So, after that, that interception like that. So, I mean, that was like, man, 
Dallas was truly showing signs of a complete collapse, but miraculously, the Cowboys got it together, and the rest is history. And that is all I can say. Well, the Cowboys caught actually a bit of a break today because the New York Giants actually managed to lose to the Seattle Seahawks. So the Giants are now 6-2 along with the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are uh, actually now in second in place in the NFC East. And, you know, the Cowboys now can actually go into the bye week and they can enjoy their, they can relax and enjoy their bye week. But, you know, I'm telling you, the NFC East, I mean, I, I would say Philadelphia, who's now 7-0, I mean, there's there's no way Philadelphia is going to relinquish that. At, at this point, it's clear, to, it's, it, it's safe to say there's absolutely no way in hell that, that Philadelphia is going to relinquish that. I mean, it'd be a miracle if they did, but, you know, Philadelphia is, is too good. It's no surprising that Philadelphia is a heavy favorite to win the Super Bowl, as much as as much as I hate to say it, but Philadelphia, so Philadelphia is, they are that pretty, they are that good, so... Gotta tell it like it is, but, you know, unless the Cowboys can miraculously beat them at home on the, in the next meeting. I mean, not only that, I mean, the Cowboys ha- not only have to beat Philadelphia and Arlington, but the Cowboys have to beat the Giants on Thanksgiving so that even if the Cowboys finish in second place, they can actually get a, a playoff spot. So so I think, you know, so second place is to be heavily contested between the Cowboys and the Giants. And the Cowboys, since they already beat the Giants on Monday Night Football on the road in, in, um, in East Rutherford, New Jersey... Cowboys need to actually beat the Giants again on Thanksgiving to kind of like maintain to maintain that advantage. So, but we'll have to wait and see, because you know before that you know the Cowboys have two extremely tough games coming up after the bye week. They got the Packers and then uh, and then another road trip. You know to, to the Minnesota Vikings and Cowboys have beaten the Vikings two years in a row on the road. And Vikings are actually pretty looking a whole lot better this year, and it's going to be even 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 tougher now. So. I'll have to wait how it goes, but you know, the Cowboys are six and two in the bye week. They can heal up, they can relax and prepare, and hopefully they can keep the momentum alive. They can keep winning out for the rest of the season in hopes of you know making a very very deep playoff run and miraculously returning to the Super Bowl. But uh, you know that all remains to be seen. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys talk is proudly brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, and so much more. So if you're looking to shop at Fanatics, just use Cowboys Talk links, excuse me, use Cowboys Talk link in the episode description, and you can not only get your, your sports merch immediately, but you can take advantage of the best deals in the world. And for all you pro wrestling fans out there, WWEShop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience. So if you're looking to shop at WWEShop.com, Cowboys Talk has a link in the episode description. Just click on it, get your pro wrestling merch, and again, save money by taking advantage of the best deals in the world. And Cowboys Talk is also proudly brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Stream live sports as well as your favorite shows from CBS, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and so much more. Plans start at $4.99 per month, and you can cancel at any time. Subscribe now. You can even get a free trial. So if you are looking to subscribe to Paramount+, Plus, Cowboy Talk also has the link in the episode description. You can set up your account in less than two minutes, and you can get to binge-watching immediately. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboy Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I strongly, strongly, strongly urge you know ask you from the bottom of my heart to please, please, please subscribe, share it out with your friends. 
I strongly appreciate the support. Without you, the show would not be where it is today. And I can't thank you everybody enough who's been with me since day one. God bless all of you. And I know that I kind of butchered myself with the sponsorship thingy, but uh, all that talking and all, you know, not having enough water with me, well, I suppose that's what happens. But also the excitement is overwhelming. I just simply have a difficult time speaking. But again, please, please, please subscribe to my show. Please follow me on Twitter. It's at Bearman of Texas, just TX. Don't need to spell it out. My DM is open. So if you want to contact me and be on the show, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I promise to you, I will make it happen. So contact me. Let me know what you want to be on, what you want to talk about. I will make it happen. Thank you all very, very much. And I will see you all next time. Good night, everybody.